My name is John Bradbury, and this is the Understanding Your Identity and Purpose podcast. Welcome, everyone. This is Episode 7, Questioning Everything. Today we're going to talk about how to the developing the skill of observing your own environment and culture and upbringing in order to determine what is true and spit out the bone, so to speak. But before we do that, I just want to mention uh, my book, The Good and Noble Heart. 10-week transformation. It is a a 70-day guided Bible study and journal. So it has a daily devotion and a journal prompt each day for 70 days. It takes you through the New Testament and every day focuses on one aspect of your identity or who you think you are the story you're telling yourself about who you are and why you're here. Identity is the fence that we build around our lives that creates a comfort zone inside and then eliminates all the possibilities outside. We do that in order to feel safe and feel uh, to not feel fear. And... Ultimately, it limits our life. It takes all the promises that God has that we, outside of our comfort zone and says, that's not who I am, therefore I cannot do that thing. So if you want a 10-week ten, a uh, Bible study, devotional slash guided journal to help you detach your identity from your performance and understand how God thinks about you and push those fences, those boundaries that you've, you've set up around your life to keep yourself comfortable, push them back, then I, I highly recommend the Good and Noble Heart 10-Week Transformation. It's on Amazon. I'll link it up in the show notes. All right. Today we're talking about questioning everything. And I think I'm going to get into just a a couple personal stories to illustrate what I'm talking about because this is incredibly important. Before I get into the stories, let me just um, reiterate or explain consciousness or your conscious awareness and what it means and why it's important. Just real quick, if you can imagine uh, a number line. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my hand gestures here. But if you're just listening, imagine a number line. And on the far left, there is total unconsciousness. And on the far right, there is full consciousness or awareness. And in the middle, there is the, you know, kind of the zero line. 
the awareness that we live with or the awareness that we live from is what determines our life. Our, our level of awareness actually shapes our brain and our body. It attracts people, resources, um, money, favor. It attracts all these things into our life or it, or it repels them. So I want you to imagine this number line and at zero and to the left or into the negative numbers, you would call all of that unconsciousness. And that would be in by degree on the far left way into the negative numbers would be being controlled by a demonic spirit or maybe not fully controlled by but being you know persuaded by a demonic spirit so much so that you have identified yourself with the spirit that is not your own and you have you're you're almost more than unconscious you are into the negative numbers where you have lost control of your body and something else is controlling it and this would result in things like you know massive addiction pro addictions um being completely driven by fear or anger um mental and emotional you know disruption in your life violence like coming out of you without your permission almost and what happens is you would identify with that spirit so much that you think that that violence or those those mental and emotional problems or those addictions are who you are and you you end up actively destroying your own life at that level of unconsciousness from there if you're moving right on the number line you would get to being ego dominated or ego driven and that simply means you are living from a lack of awareness or from an awareness of lack so you don't have any conscious awareness that you are connected to god and you don't even have the awareness that you are separate from your body you are you are not your body and in this state of unconsciousness you may not be controlled by an an evil spirit but you are living from a total lack of awareness so that you attach your identity to forms uh, you attach to your body you attach to your possessions to your titles to your roles and your functions you attach yourself to things and you're trying to take from life what you feel like you're missing because you always feel like you're missing something 
you you don't feel peace you're trying to get it you don't have joy you're trying to take pleasure you're trying to grasp control you're trying you're latching on to different forms trying to get acceptance trying to gain approval trying to find peace and you what you end up doing is your life becomes your the garden of your life just becomes a bunch of weeds and you're living on accident meaning you're just being swept along with your environment with your culture um and you have no conscious choice in the matter life is just happening to you and you're trying to take from it whatever you can uh next you know moving closer to the center of the number line i would i call soul consciousness where you begin to understand that you are not your body and you start to awaken that there there's a higher power that you know we as humans have you know have something in common that there we have a oneness with the planet and you start to be aware that there there could be a spirit realm and you start to want to contribute to society you want to play a part you want to start giving back instead of taking at this level of consciousness you do not know god yet and you still feel separate from him but you don't know what is keeping you separate it's just kind of a generalized like i want to help but i don't know how and so it's really focused on human effort and you're trying hard to do what you can to give back uh and you end up being kind of plagued by anxiousness and frustration because you don't have a connection to the source of life you're trying to create it on your own moving more towards the center we're almost to the center of the number line the consciousness unconsciousness number line would be sin consciousness and this is now i am aware that i am messed up i have i've done something wrong there's something wrong with me that is separating me from god um this is a step in the right direction but it is not yet consciousness now i am still living from the ego in in the sense that i don't have I still don't have a conscious awareness of a relationship with God. All I have is I a feeling of being separate from him, but at least now I know that I'm separate from him. You know, a uh, total ego consciousness like is separate, but it doesn't even know that it's separate. Sin consciousness is there's something wrong and I'm and I'm uh separate from god and i don't want to be what happens is i identify with my problems 
or with my issues or with my effort to overcome those issues. And I seek out rules in order to manage my ego better. You know, I start caring more about discipline and morality and stuff like that. But I still live in a place of shame and guilt or pride depending on how how well I'm doing that day. So we have, you know, demon consciousness or whatever, uh, demonic oppression. We have the ego consciousness. We have soul consciousness and then sin consciousness. And then at zero is God consciousness. And now we have, in effect, stopped causing problems. We stopped being a part of the problem. I am now aware that God is real. I'm aware that I'm a spirit. I'm, I'm aware that I am responsible for my body. And I become aware that I need God's forgiveness. I need His love. I need His acceptance. And I begin a trust relationship with Him. I, I repent of my sin and I submit to God and I start a trust relationship with Him. You know, this is, you could call it into the positive numbers, but I like to think it of as zero where I have stopped becoming a part of the problem. I've stopped taking from life. I've stopped being aware of my sin. Now I have a general awareness of God and His love and His forgiveness and want to be in relationship with Him. Farther to the right, now into the positive numbers on this number line, would be love consciousness. Now I am living from the awareness of God's presence occasionally. I start to notice His presence and I feel a part. I feel connected to other humans. I feel a part of the body of Christ or the greater whole. I feel connected to all living things. I have a sense of connection to the earth, to other people, and to God, and I am living from that connection most of the time, and I start to realize and live from the awareness that I am a member of the body, and I have an important role to play or a function, and I, I must stay connected to others, and what affects them affects me, and what, uh, what affects me affects them, and I start to um, live from the awareness of God's presence and I start to receive revelation and grace from Him and I, and I begin to practice that and start to bear fruit, meaning I start to produce things that are beneficial to me and others. It's not, it's not a competition. There's this... Um, cooperation, this connection with other people, and I'm serving them, I'm loving them, I'm aware 
of the the gifts and the graces on my life and I use those to help the world help other people. And then finally, all the way to the right would be what I call uh, partnership presence or partnership awareness or partnership consciousness. And in this state, I am aware of God's presence most of the time. I enjoy the present moment. I have broken all all, uh, awareness of my lack or my lack of awareness. I no longer identify with any of my opinions or my roles or my functions. And I identify only with my connection to God. And I not only see myself as a member of the body, I actually see myself as a friend of God, a partner with Him. I feel called and sent by God to help do what He's doing. I'm doing it with Him. I'm not doing it for Him. I have a much greater awareness of His voice. I'm able to discern the difference between His voice and my own and other voices. I have practiced and developed the skills to actually uh, help other people become who they're supposed to be and help them establish a connection with God. And I am actively making the world a better place at this stage. So I hope that helps you understand uh, that your level of awareness your conscious awareness, your level of uh, connectivity to God, but not just being connected, but actually knowing you're connected, is what shapes your life. It's what, it actually will shape your brain, even your body, and, you know, attract or repel things. It will determine how you live and what level of fruitfulness you have, and the the peace and the joy and the love you experience, and the lives that you change and the impact you have, and all of those things. Now, we are talking about questioning everything today. And so I want to go back to that second stage, the ego stage, where you are being kind of floated along by the river of culture. You're you're living on accident. You're living unconscious. You don't know that you're connected to God, so you don't feel like a source of love or joy and peace. You're trying to take joy and love and peace from life. And what happens is when you are unconscious, when you are driven by your ego, and I, the, the definition I'm using for ego is just a lack of awareness. It's just the, the identity you take on, uh, that you live from, when you don't live aware of your connection to God. Uh, for the most part, 
when you're living from the ego, what you are experiencing is you have a, you're very attached to your body. You are your body. You're very attached to your opinions. You are your opinions. You're very attached to your thoughts and your feelings and your actions. You, you know, you don't, you're not feeling angry. You are angry. You get attached to your possessions and the place you live. You, like, you become a super fan of a team and you, you know, you're very, you know, attached to where you grew up and you're very attached to your preferences and, and you have, you're judgmental of others and, and you have a strong attachment to things and forms and opinions and you cannot separate yourself from those things. You can't separate yourself from your body or your, your mind or your house or your car or your job or your function or your role as a mom or whatever. You're very attached to those things and you think that's who you are. Well, when you're growing up, this is kind of the default setting. You know, in Christianity, there's a doctrine of original sin, meaning in my, in my uh, estimation, it means that, you know, a two-year-old is egocentric that you are not born um, conscious of your awareness of an awareness of relationship with God that you have to develop it you have to choose it you have to you have to trust him actively by choice that it's not your default setting. Now, in Adam and Eve, it was their default setting. They felt connected from, to God from the beginning, and it was their choice that broke the connection. But in our case, uh, being unaware, unconscious, is our default setting. And what happens is we grow up in a certain, you know, a certain race, a certain time in history, a certain color, a certain um, language. You know, our parents provide this environment. You know, they could be good parents or bad. It doesn't really matter. Their preferences and opinions you know, become ours, or we react against them, trying to not be like them. Um, the culture we're raised in affects how we eat, how we live, how we talk, what we believe. You know, our teachers and our pastors and our preachers and our the books we read, it all combines to form this culture, this society, this environment in which we're raised. If you think of it like a garden, if you have if you are the gardener and you have a garden, you can purposely 
build fences, you can purposely pull weeds, you can purposely plant seeds, you can consciously grow what you want to grow. But if you, that is identifying with your spirit and taking responsibility for your life. But being egocentric means you have identified with the garden itself. You have stopped, um, well, you haven't stopped. You've never started taking responsibility to tend and watch your garden because you think you are the garden. And what happens, you end up feeling like a victim because you're a piece of ground that has no one to tend it. So if a weed grows up in your life, it is the environment's fault. And so you feel like a victim. You know, you feel like an orphan. You feel like you don't have a source. You don't, you don't belong. You don't, there's nothing coming from inside of you going out. Everything is coming from the outside in. And so the environment you were raised in and the DNA of your parents, the genes that you were born with, becomes everything because you are not conscious. You cannot make choices for yourself. You're just getting swept along in the culture. It's very common. It happens to everybody. But when you start to awaken, when you start to become more conscious or more aware, what happens is you start to question how you were raised. And this is super important. A lot of people struggle with this because they want to be loyal. They want to be, you know, faithful. They don't want to break the rules or or you know they want they want to belong but they were taught something that was completely untrue and his offense around their life and they it because it's become a part of their identity the the rules of society has become a limiting factor it's a comfort zone that they have unconsciously adopted and the only way to get rid of that limiting factor is to become conscious, to question the culture. So I just want to give you some examples. In my own life, I was raised by both of my parents. They're still married today. They're good parents. And we grew up going to church. And I have very little... Uh, complaint about the way I was raised because they loved me they still love me and um, they're great people but the the environment I was raised in as far as nutrition and eating and food and exercise and all of that the models that I had and the way I was taught when I grew up I found it to be a hundred percent 
wrong. I found out that everything I knew about nutrition that I thought I knew was completely wrong. I discovered that the way our bodies are designed was completely misrepresented through my parents' example, my extended family's example, uh, the way I was taught in school, all of the models, the books I read, the, the, the media, the government, everything had taught me one thing and then what I came to discover 40 years into my life was completely different. Now, that if I remain unconscious, if I just allow the, the way I was taught to become a part of my identity, it now builds a fence around my life, meaning I, it becomes a part of my comfort zone that I do not want to get out of, and it forever limits my fruitfulness and my impact and my health and my uh, influence and my ability to make money and the longevity of my life and my energy levels and everything. What happens is if you don't take the time or if you're afraid to question the way you were raised because you don't, you know, you don't want to you want to feel like you belong. You you want to have a sense of identity. You don't want to you don't want to be different than every than your family. You want to feel like you are a part of something. You don't want to disappoint people. You don't want to leave people behind. You don't want to let make people feel bad. And so you just accept the boundaries as they were prescribed to you. This is the way our family eats, or this is the way we eat in America, or this is the way we eat in whatever city or country you're in. Then it limits you for the rest of your life. It actually keeps you unconscious if you don't question the way you were taught. And it's not just directly taught, it is also the examples, the models that were before you. Uh, another example, I grew up in a church that had certain doctrines that were actively preached and taught that upon further study of the Bible for myself, I came to believe were completely not true. These were pet doctrines of teachers and preachers that had become 
very significant to them, and so they preached them very strongly. And then when I read the Bible for myself and studied it, I I came to believe that it was completely misrepresenting what the Scripture said, which in some of these doctrines, I'm not going to actually list them, but they became... It became huge turning points in the way I, in my life, dynamic turning points. Now, this could be the same for you. You you may have been taught that um, miracles and and spiritual gifts are not for today all of your life and then upon reading the scripture discover oh wow this is all this is all through the new testament this is what christianity is all about a conscious connection to god i am a spirit i'm not ignorant of spiritual things you may have been taught that the world was supposed to supposed to get worse and worse and end up you know, burning up in a ball of flames. And the only thing that's important is just getting people to pray a prayer and commit their life to Jesus. Well, that is not the case in the Scripture. God cares about society. Uh, It's not supposed to get worse and worse. It's supposed to get better and better. And we're supposed to be the reason it's getting better and better. The increase of Jesus' government is never supposed to end. It's supposed to keep getting better and better. And God deeply cares about every area of society. And it is through our relationship with Him that we're making it better. But my point is, you might have been taught the opposite. Um, I went to schools and churches and and was actively taught things that I now believe are 100% wrong. I don't have any ill feelings towards those people, but my point is that just because somebody sounds confident doesn't mean they're right. And just because you know a certain person modeled something for you doesn't mean that's the, the way it should be. And it is your responsibility to question it is your responsibility to discover god's design for your body for your life for your brain it is your responsibility to study the scriptures for yourself to study science for yourself to do a bunch of trial and error and practice to see what works and what doesn't work It is your responsibility to question the culture. This is what, this is a big part of becoming conscious or becoming aware, establishing your identity as the gardener. A lot of it is taking responsibility to question. Using the analogy of the garden and the gardener. The garden is your life you as the spirit being is the gardener if you don't question 
what you're going to end up with is an accidental life. You're going to end up with a small plot of land that is full of weeds. You're going to have a comfort zone that gets smaller and smaller and you're going to be driven by your ego to try to get things and get money and get people and and sex and pleasure and and titles and awards and and so that you feel like somebody and you're taking from life instead of taking responsibility you know deciding what you want to plant instead of just whatever happens to blow in by the wind bearing fruit impacting society being a source of joy and love and peace it is your job to question everything everything you can have confidence in the scriptures and you can have confidence in what God tells you directly only if it lines up with the scriptures and you can have confidence in what God tells you through other people only if it lines up with what God tells you and the scriptures and you can have confidence in your own trial and error practice and you can start to question all of the things like why do we have to do school the way it's done why do you believe such and such why do we eat this way why do we work this way why you know in my case i was i was not raised with much money and i had very much a victim poverty scarcity you know insecure mindset and a part of my becoming aware becoming conscious is questioning all those things questioning my beliefs about money questioning my my beliefs about uh what i was taught in church questioning everything now it doesn't mean that we don't have absolutes in life because some of the things i was taught i still believe to be true but it is my responsibility to question and find out i cannot just accept blindly the way i was raised and the culture i live in when i you know i'm an american i know some of you are from other countries but this applies to you um the government in america is very ego driven and divisive sometimes especially you know in the national government um the media is very profit driven and and uses fear and outrage and opinions to you know attract attention so they can sell advertising there is a system of uh food production in which subsidies are made that in 
the end result is processed foods and meat and dairy and things that are not healthy end up becoming very cheap and the foods that are healthy end up becoming expensive. There, there's a school system and a healthcare system and, and a criminal justice system and many other things that are not perfect. They're not, um, they're not perfectly designed because they're trapped in old ways of thinking. And if I become, if I am very ego-driven, if I'm very nationalistic, I'm, you know, I identify strongly with my nation or with my race. I am a white man. I live in the south of, uh, I live in Tennessee in the south, southeast of America. If I become so identified with those things that I don't question how things are done, then all it does is serve to limit myself and keep me in my comfort zone and cause me to be accidentally, you know, aligned with culture. And just what happens is my life just becomes a bed of weeds blown in by the wind and the birds and 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 whatever I don't actively take responsibility so I want to give you permission and actually charge you with questioning everything questioning everything everything you put in your mouth is your responsibility you have no excuse, you know, after you're grown up, I'm not talking about a kid, but you have, once you become an adult, you have no excuse for what you eat. It is 100% your responsibility. It is your job to, to diversify your, your bookshelf, your podcast, your your the what you watch on YouTube to question to travel to go places that you haven't been to talk to people that are not like you to to add diversity so that you can enabling you to question how you were raised you don't want to just say, this is who I am. You know, I was born in the Philippines in this city. I'm this age and this is, you know, I, this is what I believe because my parents told me to. It's okay to keep and honor and respect your traditions, but you have to take responsibility to question them and decide what you want to keep and what you want to let go of. Awareness or consciousness, being connected to God, means that you become a source of life, that life flows through you into the world. You're not taking 
from life, you're giving to it. And it is your responsibility to diversify, to question, to take responsibility for what is growing in your life, for every thought, every feeling, every action, and every result. You cannot say in this age with the internet and with access to the Holy Spirit and with the written word of God and, and with the diverse communities available to us that you don't know and it's not your fault. Anything you want to learn, you can learn it. It's one of the most amazing times in history. As long as you take responsibility. It is time to question everything. Everything. It's okay to keep some of it, but it's not okay to not question it. I want to give you permission. Detach from your culture and your genes and your region and your race and your country and, you know, your belief systems. Detach from it all and let your identity rest solely in your connection to God. Trust the scriptures and trust the Holy Spirit and trust those who are in agreement with the scriptures and the Holy Spirit and question everything else and bring your life into alignment with His design. With His design as shown in impartial science and the scriptures they will agree there is a certain way to do everything that has no downside it's called his righteousness there's no downside it helps you it helps your neighbor it helps the world it helps the planet it helps society it honors god everything is in alignment there is a way to do everything where there is, there's no loser. It's all win, 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 win. And it's the way we were designed. When we discover that and we bring ourselves into alignment with it, what happens is we, we unlock our potential. We, we push the fences back away from our life. And we start fulfilling the calling on our life. We start having an impact. We start knowing God as more than the forgiver or the creator. We start knowing him as a partner, as a friend, as, as the one who is sending us into society to work with him and make the world a better place. I hope you guys, I hope this is helpful. just want to give you permission. Don't worry about getting off. If you, if you keep the scriptures 
and the promptings of the Holy Spirit and some accountability from people that love you, question everything. Question everything. Question the way you were raised and only leave what you want to leave as you see it aligns with God's word and his will and his spirit and his design and what the result will be righteousness. Doing things the right way that benefit everyone. All right, guys. God bless you. If you need, if you want to check out that the the book Good and Noble Heart, ten week transformation, I'll link it up. You guys have a great day.